morning, kids. Um, as always, I am so excited to be here this morning with you. Um, I'm actually going to tell you something a little personal. Do you, um, I wanted to ask you, do you ever cry because something you read is so beautiful? Something you read makes you feel so full of love? Well, that's how I felt this week because I was reading the gospel according to John, right? I was reading um, the Bible and I was reading the gospel according to John. And I, every day I just couldn't stop crying um, because the Holy Spirit helped me to understand again and again and again that God so loved the world. That's you, me, and everyone. God so loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who wants all of us to see the light and to know the amazing love that Jesus, the son, well, has for his father. And he wanted us to know that. And I cried because my heart burst reading about how much Jesus wants to share that amazing love with us. And I was reading John, my soul cried out, God is so good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And so it excites me each Sunday that I, that we get to come together to celebrate just how good God is. Every time we look into the Bible, I am amazed that God gave us these words as a gift like a love letter from God to us. So I treasure these words, and I treasure the time we have each Sunday when we get to stop, we get to pause, and we get to celebrate all of God's gifts to us. So let's treasure this story that we're going to finish about Saul and what happens to him when he goes to Damascus. So now, as you recall, Saul left Jerusalem with letters that the chief priests wrote. These letters gave Saul permission to go to the city of Damascus with a team of men to arrest and bring back anyone, any woman, any man who believed in Jesus, that Jesus was the Lord and Savior. Okay. So Saul had a plan. But the Lord had a different plan. Because on the road to Damascus, a light from heaven flashed around Paul. And Saul fell to the ground, and a voice called out, Saul, Saul, calling him by name. And the voice asked, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And when Saul asked who was speaking, the voice answered, I am Jesus the one you are persecuting. And so Jesus told Saul to get up and to go into the city of Damascus because in the city, Saul will be told what to do. So Saul got up. But when he did, as you all remember, he couldn't see. Even though his eyes were opened, he couldn't see. As if something like scales were covering his eyes. So instead of Saul leading his team of men into Damascus, the men had to lead Saul by the hand into Damascus. And so for three days, Saul waited. 
he stayed in a man's、uh, house、um, named Judas. There's a man who lived on Straight Street, and he stayed at his house. And because Saul couldn't see, but remember, Jesus told him that he would be told what to do once he got to Damascus. Saul waited. He didn't eat or drink anything for three days, which means he fasted and prayed and waited. Now, here's the crazy thing about the story. All the while, as this was happening to Saul, the Lord appeared to another man too. The Lord was speaking to a mother, a, another man who lived in Damascus. Just like the Lord spoke to Saul in a vision, the Lord spoke to this other man in a vision. Now, these two men never met each other, and they didn't know each other. They were strangers, but Jesus spoke to them. Because Jesus was going to make their two lives come together, their two stories were going to weave together. You see, this other man who lived in Damascus believed in Jesus. Now that means he was exactly the kind of person that Saul wanted to arrest and take to prison. This man's name was Ananias. What? Ananias, you're probably saying. I thought Ananias died earlier in the book of Acts, and so did his wife Sapphira, because they tried to deceive God and the other believers to think that they gave as much as they said they did. You remember all that? So you are correct. That man's name was Ananias, but he lived in Jerusalem. This Ananias is a different Ananias. Whew! Aren't you glad that just because two people have the same name doesn't mean they are the same in personality and character? Anyway, like I said, this man named Ananias, who lived in Damascus, believed in Jesus. The Lord called out to him in a vision and said, "Ananias." And Ananias answered, "Yes, Lord." And the Lord said to him, "Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. Go there and ask for a man named Saul." This man named Saul is praying. So the Lord continued to speak to Ananias. The Lord told Ananias that Saul had a dream, and in that dream, a man had come and placed his hands on Saul. And when the man did that, Saul was able to see again. In Saul's dream, the name of the man who came to this place. To him was Ananias.、Oh. Can you imagine what Ananias thought? Ananias knew that Saul hated anyone who believed in Jesus, and Ananias believed in Jesus. So, as you can imagine, Ananias didn't want to go anywhere near Saul. Ananias wanted to hide from Saul. I bet when Ananias found out that Saul couldn't see. I bet Ananias was, was relieved and happy. Think about it. If you had an enemy that wanted to destroy you, and this enemy became sick and couldn't see, would you want to help him by making him better? So Ananias told the Lord, "Lord, I've heard all these reports about this man Saul. 
people say that he has done great harm and horrible things to your holy people in Jerusalem. Now he has come here to arrest all those who worship you. And the chief priests, they gave him authority to do this. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go. I have chosen this man, Saul, to work for me. This Saul will proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings. This Saul will proclaim my name to the people of Israel. In other words, the Lord was telling Ananias, I choose Saul. You think that Saul cannot be changed. You know that Saul is filled with hate for you and all those who believe, but I have a different plan. My plan is to show the world that I came to save the lost. I am going to show Saul how much I love Saul and how much I love the Gentiles and the people of Israel by making him my instrument, an instrument that announces and proclaims my name to all people. So you see, Ananias had a choice. He could either listen to the Lord or he could listen to his own fear of Saul. I'm sure it was not an easy decision. But Ananias did as the Lord told him. Ananias went to the house and entered it. Can you imagine how brave he had to be to do that? To go into the house where your enemy was staying, the person who wants to destroy you. But Ananias did. He went in. He placed his hands on Saul. He touched Saul who could not see, but I'm sure Saul could feel the touch. And then Ananias spoke these loving words. Brother Saul. Ananias called Saul, who was his enemy, brother. And Ananias reminded Saul by telling him, Ananias, you saw the Lord Jesus. He appeared to you on the road as you were coming here to Damascus. Jesus sent me right now to you so that you will be able to see again. And you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And right away, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. And he could see again. He could see the face of the man standing there. The same man would have been just one of the many men that Saul would have arrested and taken to prison. But this man called him brother. The scales on, on um, Saul's eyes that made him unable to see, they fell away. And the hardness of Saul's heart and his mind, all of that fell away because Saul was now able to know the love of Jesus and call Jesus his Lord and Savior. So you know what? Saul got baptized and he regained his strength and he was blind no more. And Saul and Ananias, two people who would never sit together at a table to share a meal, we're now calling each other brother. 
Isn't God so good? God writes these amazing stories with our lives. You see, Jesus changed two men's hearts. Jesus changed Saul's heart, and Jesus changed Ananias' heart. They were enemies, but Jesus changed them both. I wonder, when Jesus speaks to us, do we obey? Do we listen? Or do we just accept things the way they are? Are there things about ourselves that should change, but we don't? Can we take a leap of faith and believe that Jesus changes everything, especially our lives, and that Jesus can use each of us to bring change in this world? Can we believe that? So can you open them, shut them? Lord, help us to see you. Open them, shut them. Change us to be change us to be more like you. Open them, shut them, give your hands a clap. Open them, shut them. Now fold them in your lap. Let's pray. God, make us the ones who hear your voice and obey. Help us to love our enemies and believe that in you, anything can change. Jesus, you are our hope. So, give, so we give you our hopes for our families, our church, our country, our world into your hands. All things are in your hands. So we use us who are in your hands to bring your hope to others. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So kids